Welcome to Side Effects, Effect versus Affect. It's hard to know the difference. At McGowan Braybender, our goal is to provoke you to think differently about employee benefits, your employees, and the status quo. That's why it's Side Effects with an A. Join me, Kenzie McEvely, an MB co-host and one of the industry's brightest guests to dive deep into the process of good employee benefits. Let's get started. Welcome to the 100th episode of Side Effects. Today's episode is a special one. We're celebrating this huge milestone for our channel and for our organization. The strategy and innovation team began this podcast back in 2016 in a tiny audio booth. Here was the mission. The overall state of healthcare in the United States is a growing problem, and we believe it's time to look at healthcare with a whole new lens. The Side Effects podcast aims to disrupt the entire healthcare industry by discussing the causes of healthcare in a whole new way. MB CEO Scott McGowan and Director of Growth Anne Marie Singleton were our two original hosts, and they had some excellent conversations at the start of our show. We've added guests, hosts, upgraded our studio, our equipment, and so much more in the past five years. So today, for our centennial celebration, we don't have any guests, but instead I have three co-hosts, Anne Marie Scott and our director, Dave Holman. They have joined me here in the beautiful arcade in downtown Dayton, and I am so excited to get this show started. We're gonna take a walk down memory lane and discuss the evolution of side effects, lessons learned, and our favorite memories along the way. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our 100th episode. We've made it. We did. Yay. So glad to be here. Yes. Thank you, Anne-Marie, Dave, and Scott, all for joining us today for this very special episode. I would like to kick it off at first just with Dave. Let's take our listeners back in time, and let's share how this idea of a podcast was born for an insurance company. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, we did, really didn't have anyone to look to for this idea. Uh, we were having discussions back in 2015 about how do we reach the executive at a company, the president, the CEO, the owner, the CFO, uh, the, the executive level in HR, um, when you know we're having trouble meeting them face-to-face. How do we get them pertinent information and about that time, there were several articles that had started coming out, Wall Street Journal, um, other blogs about how C-suite was turning to podcasts because when they were driving in cars, they were working out, they were finding that podcasts were, it was a little bit past its infancy and it was in its rapid growth stage. Mm-hmm. And so we thought, why not, you know, why not be the first? Uh, well, we like to take a lot of risks at McGowan Braybender, so why not put ourselves out there? So that was the birth. I love it. And so, Scott, our name side effects with an A. I've heard that you were the creator of this. How did you think of this, and were there any other names that you were considering? Well, I'd like to say it was really profound. But <laughs> side effects with an E was already taken. Ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> So we went through just a host of different options. I mean, just a variety of them. And, you know, obviously back in 15, the whole element of prescription drugs, PBM, uh, that was birthing itself. Mm -hmm. And it kind of taught us maybe even a different language. So where could we create an environment where we could talk and maybe not be as safe Mm -hmm. as maybe we historically had been when we were in a public crowd? Right. 
or things where maybe we didn't want to offend a healthcare provider or a hospital or an insurance company? Where's this environment where we can just really lead our mission, which is let's provoke people to think differently? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And Anne-Marie, I read the mission in the introduction. Do you think we've stayed true to that goal? Are we are we helping people think differently and leading the way in the healthcare industry? I think we are. And I mean, to, to Dave's point, and you know, we like to take some risks. And to Scott's point, you know, this is a safe place for us to do that. I think that we um, pushed the envelope and did some things that were edgy and um, shared some ideas and our, you know, our thoughts about the marketplace and maybe you know, did more than look under the rug. Uh, maybe we took the whole rug up <laughs> and started to show, you know, what, what was really out there and maybe getting some folks to, to think creatively about how to, how to solve some of these issues. So, yes, I think we have very much so. Agreed. And one of the themes of today's show, I'm going to talk about the evolution of the past six years and how we've transformed. So we were just joking a little earlier about we were in this tiny audio booth that was six by six. So who, anyone remember that? How did you feel about that? There were so many of us in that one space. If you did not, that would not have been able to have been done, probably. Um, you know, in today's world, we would never put that many people in a six-foot space. We just got done with 18 months of staying six feet apart. Right. Back then, we put uh, six or seven of us in a six-foot space and did a podcast yeah. for an hour. But it was fun and interesting. And I don't know, Scott. It was close. Yeah, it was <laughs> close. It, sometimes it got really hot. Oh, there was so no hot. ventilation Insulated, in right? that room. Yeah. And it sound soundproofing, every square inch was soundproof. So mm -hmm. it got hot. And it was just, but, you know, looking back, I mean, it was brand new. Mm -hmm. And it was fun. It was exciting. We had no idea what we were doing. Dave knew what he was doing. We had no right. idea. Right, <laughs> no, right. And it was, <laughs> good. You guys it was do. a you good think? place to, to begin if you've mm -hmm. never done a mm -hmm. podcast because we didn't have to worry about how we looked or the audio. We just had to worry about how we sounded. Um, so I really, I felt like that was, was really good for us. Mm -hmm. And so, even in that first one, we made a rule. Mm -hmm. Like there was just unscripted. You make a mistake. There's no cleaning up this. We keep going. Yeah. And uh, I love the boldness of that, you know, kind of the bravery around that. Because we even had guests that came up. Well, what if I, like, well, <laughs> we're just going to keep going. Bowl right through it. Yeah. So it was fun. And, and you know, one of the reasons that um, we picked Scott and Anne Marie um, to do it was because they, they are not afraid to be honest with each other, indirect, and that's what we wanted. We didn't want to do a feel-good, fluffy right. podcast. We knew that once we got into it and we found our rhythm, we wanted to tackle difficult subjects. We wanted to be honest. It was okay to disagree mm -hmm. with each other. And um, if if you've ever been in a meeting with Scott and Anne-Marie, they, they will disagree, but it actually it makes it better mm -hmm. because you don't have a group think. And so... Um, they they stepped up. I don't think neither one of them had done podcasts before. No. And I think after the first few, they just kept asking after each one, was that okay? Was that okay? <laughs> did I I didn't offend you, did I? Or what was going on? And then Yeah, we're more like brother and sister than we are colleagues. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. So and we both have good ideas. Sometimes they're competing, sometimes they're the same, but we always have the same goal in mind. So I think that, you know, we're good representation of, of the clients that we serve, too. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, 
you bring a, a different approach definitely to everything um, than I do, but in the end, I think we, we get to the same place. So I think that creates a really nice opportunity for people to learn. And um, let's just be a little bit clear about how I became a person on this podcast. <laughs> I was at my desk doing something else and Dave called me and said, oh, hey, can you step down the immersion room? And I was like, sure, I'll pop over. What'd you need? He's like, so with this idea, um, you need to be on this podcast. And I was like, oh, like one time? He's like, no, like all the time. Forever. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. No idea what yeah. I was doing. I can neither so confirm thanks. nor deny <laughs> that story took place. Well, I, I think I've worked with both of you on this show, and we all have really great chemistry. What are some things that you've learned over the past five years with your podcasting skills? I mean, starting from scratch, you're both wonderful presenters in a room of people, but when you're in, on audio, talking to each other in a room, how? what have you guys learned, both of you? Probably the first element is probably just the gift of brevity. Mm -hmm. So if you can be short and succinct, and the, probably the most difficult part of that is when you have to interrupt somebody because it's just going, it's just going too long. Yep. Like the point evaporates. Right. And then that's when people get distracted. And they either turn off or they start doing something else is because uh, we're all humble. And then how do I interrupt, you know, somebody? And it's it's mm. not easy. Yeah. So it's the gift of when they take a breath, then you jump. jump. In. Then <laughs> right, you jump. right, yeah. right. And I think that that, too, I would say for me is that being able to deliver um, useful, powerful information and, you know, some of it is our opinion. Some of it's based on facts. Some of it's based on just, you know, green light thinking. Mm -hmm. But being able to share that thought-provoking idea so that someone else can then hear it and take action. And so it's not just hearing yourself talk or sharing a really great idea. It's sharing it in the context of what you said, which is to disrupt healthcare and get people to really, you know, uh, take that next step together. Because the two of us in a room, we can share information, but we can't make the change alone. Right. And I think that's, you know, finding that compelling message and um, really being thoughtful about what we think people are or need to hear about. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not what they want to hear about, what we think they need to hear about. And that's what Dave and I always discuss when writing these outlines. We say, what's the problem? Show the problem and then let's provide a solution or suggestions. And that's what we try to base every podcast about. So um, some more of the things that we were changing over time. Let's go back to the audio booth. I just remember walking in there. I'm like, this is a closet. How, how did, when did we outgrow it? Or when did we decide to go to the garage space? We were constantly evolving. Mm -hmm. and, and what happened after we were in there a while was we saw, and, and we had been doing video in other um, areas of the business. And we thought, well, why couldn't we simulcast? Because I believe that's when ESPN started taking their radio shows mm -hmm. and they started simulcasting them on the air. And I was like, well, why can't we do that? We knew we couldn't. We had one very failed experience of trying to do video in that closet. <laughs> um, and that's another story for another day with <laughs> Phil. We'll have to tell that. But um, we ended up moving over into the studio and and it was rough we built this long oops excuse me this long was it eight foot table mm -hmm. and the problem we had was when we had three people there was we were constantly having to lean over the table to see each other it it looked like it was two dimensional mm -hmm. but it was a start right and and we didn't the microphone stand sat on the table and it was just awkward it was constantly um a, a battle to get a good shot 
and to have good dialogue. And so we continued to evolve. We grew. And, and after we, we did these post meetings mm -hmm. after the podcast where we say what worked, what didn't. Mm -hmm. And from that, you saw our different table. You saw a better microphone system. Mm -hmm. um, and then Scott and Anne Marie constantly provided feedback. And mm -hmm. I think that's when we outgrew and we just kept growing and evolving. And it's almost like every time they walk down now, there's something new. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, well, I, I wonder, I know, Kinsey, you're our host, but I'm going to ask Scott a question. Go ahead. Is that okay? Yes. So when they first told us we were also going to be on video, like, I know how I felt about that, but how did you feel about that? You know, I have to go back to when that would really, when that would have made me, like, really nervous. Um, but then it, it, it just didn't. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that I love about this is the fact that you get to see, like, uh, facial expression, right. eye contact. Uh, and you get to know people, yeah. our guests, in a, in a completely different way. But I go back to when we were in that small room, our, our VP of operations, Jean Martin, I said, hey, we might, she goes, do not give that to Dave. He will take the whole place. <laughs> he will take it. I'm like, well, it's, you know, we're kind of cramped in there. We need, we need more space. So that was actually a room we built to do uh, uh, open enrollment meetings for just audio. Right. Yes, so we did voice. Dumb. We did a voice lot overs. of voiceovers. It yep. was a sound. It was a sound studio. Huh. Then, in all fairness, too, Dave, you and your team. I mean, uh, you built that both rooms all by yourself. Right. I mean, I saw the glue guns and the staple guns and the foam and just all the all dust. Yeah, yeah, all the mm -hmm. crazy stuff that would happen. It was all done uh, internally, right. which is just it looks amazing. It does. I may have gotten a splinter from the first yeah. table, though. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and. The Our, tables have evolved quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, I would say that, you know, the first 10 to 15 podcasts we did in that in the new in the studio we're in now, but every time if you watch those in sequence, you'll notice there's something that evolved from podcast to podcast. Backdrop, we, table, microphone stands. Yep. And I know a lot of people questioned us when we did switch to video. They're like, this is a podcast. Why why are we going to video? And we've had good good feedback that people prefer watching the video. Right. They like seeing our facial expressions, like you said, and they like seeing who the guest is. And when we have it set up so so perfectly in the studio where everyone has their own angle, um, you're far enough away to still look at each other and talk. The video aspect, we've gotten so many views on our YouTube channel, and I really like the video. Do you guys now appreciate the video? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it was just those first couple of episodes where I was like, is this my good side? Is this, do I have a good side? What color do I wear? And now, now it's like, well, oh, I don't see the camera or the microphone or anything. We just have the content. Mm -hmm. Right. The things that we learned during those early episodes of doing the video have helped us in so many different areas mm -hmm. of what we do as an organization for our clients, for their executives. I mean, so many of our clients have adopted that approach of doing podcasts with their employees, state of the union addresses. Mm -hmm. um, we, I, I can't even begin to tell you how many of our clients we've consulted with that have built their own studios as a result of coming in and watching our podcasts, asking questions. So yep. we've kind of been able to pay it forward from what we've learned. That's always a fun a little touch. We'll walk them back there and they're like, this looks like a news station. We're, we're pretty proud. We've had a good team of Dennis before he retired, and now we have Rick, our facilities manager, Phil and Dave. They do an excellent job building things and making us look really good. So 
Another uh, transformation, I guess we could say, is when you said first that we were unscripted. Now we do have some outlines that we follow, Mm -hmm. but we still really appreciate the natural conversation, right? Does anyone have any thoughts about that? I I agree. I think, you know, when it was Scott and I, and um, sometimes we had a a guest and sometimes we didn't, we work together all day, every day. Mm -hmm. So we we say unscripted, but, you know, we already had ideas and Mm -hmm. thoughts in our head and what we could share. When we start to introduce, you know, a, a host and Dave joins us and different guests and you know, now, you know, Scott hosts many of them with you, and sometimes I, I come in and co-host. I think being really thoughtful about it and planful, and I think you really, um, you know, change the game on that. Right. And uh, also, I think interviewing our guests ahead of time, just giving them an idea, because sometimes they are, they were terrified when they'd get in there and like, mm-hmm. what do I do? What do I say? Oh, especially when you'd see like their eyes water. Yeah. yeah. And it allowed me to kind of go back in time and say, gosh, like, I remember when, when, when I was that scared. Yeah. Like just terrified. Lips would quiver. But With I think water in their hand and yeah. shaking. <laughs> and you know, one of the things too, I think what it taught us, it taught us the value of um uh under preparing mm-hmm. and over preparing. Right. Like I, there were sometimes we we had so much paper, all you could hear was the paper and the background and yep. we over prepared. Right. And then, in all fairness, there were sometimes we were like, well, let's yeah. just let's just go. <laughs> Wing it. We underprepared. And I think Kenza, I right. think Dave and, and Kenza, I think what you brought us is is really nice balance. Right. Yeah. A little we, structure. We would listen to the podcast, some of those, and we'd be like, oh, it's all great content, but what about if we had led with this and then mm-hmm. transitioned to this? And it just kind of got us all on the same page. Right. And for our, you know, for the for the people listening to this. In case you're watching and you ever wonder, there, you know, you guys are all sitting at a table and you've got this monitor in front of you. And what we're doing is there's the discussion outline, but it's a living, breathing discussion outline. And, and uh, we're in the other room reshuffling the deck mm-hmm. if we need to. We're pivoting with questions. We're inserting follow-up questions. And, we have an earbud. And, and now Dave we've evolved us. further where... <laughs> If we need to really jump on something quickly, we can talk to them in the moment, just like they do on the air, and you can pivot and ask a question. Especially, so. Kenzie, when Dave sends us those notes in <laughs> all, all black, in all caps, yeah. Yeah. All bolded, right. yeah, like, in like 28 font. Yep. Change yeah. the yeah. subject. Yeah, move on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, we look at each other. The other yeah. thing he does is black out what you were going to say if someone else already said it, and you're like, oh. I was going to say those things, but, you know. I missed he, my yeah. shot. Yeah, I missed my opportunity. Move on. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it, I think it's really, you guys have done a really nice job of, I mean, this is a, a produced show mm-hmm. instead of a, a videotaped show, right? right. And so. Um, it's live. It's a live, and, yes, produced show. And we used to spend a lot of time after the show getting it ready to publish. Mm-hmm. And now with the software we're using and. Um, what we're doing is essentially we go back to our desk, we save it, and it's we ready. upload it. Mm-hmm. There's no post-production. Amazing. Melissa's in the production mm-hmm. studio, and she's doing all of her cameras changes and bottom lower thirds and um, other things on the fly. I don't, don't know what Don't that you means. miss when it's I used to do name. that? Yeah, I remember, yeah. you know, and Scott used to be a great technical advisor, and he'd be over <laughs> our shoulder in the editing room. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Nope. It, we, it's really a very team-oriented project. When mm-hmm. I schedule it, we get the date set. We interview the guest ahead of time, do a little pre-call. Phil does our graphics. Jeannie writes our intros. Melissa and our intern, Jeffrey, they do some of the behind-the-scenes things. And then 
it we cannot have we can't we can't do this yeah. without everybody. And, it is a team effort for and sure. That studio we we're so booked in that studio, and we've got it down to a science where we can flip it over into a completely different. You know, it's like the indie pit crew. We can do it in about 30 minutes and get it ready for, we can do a podcast in the morning and shoot two client projects in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Which, Kenzie, brings us to you. Yes. So when you came on board yes. and then we brought you into the podcast, what, like, what, what did you think of that? Well, yes, I was very intimidated. I, too, had only ever listened to podcasts. I preferred being on camera with a teleprompter and mm -hmm. reading off and then... I realized I was going to be very submerged into the insurance industry, so I had to sharpen up my industry knowledge, which was probably the biggest challenge for me because, yeah, I can talk on camera all day, but when I have to be knowledgeable about the subject, that's when it gets tricky. So that's when I rely on both of you to help me with the kind of technical questions, but I've learned so much from interviewing the guests ahead of time to talking to you guys in between. It it was it pushed me to my limits too. I really appreciated being the host. I thought that was the coolest thing I could have been asked to do. And um, so that was really fun, but definitely pushed pushed me to learn. Every day I'm learning something new. And, and I thought it was a genius idea when Scott pitched the idea because mm -hmm. Kenzie represents the average consumer the that's out there where <laughs> They, she's, she's curious and she may not have the level of knowledge that the two of you have. So she'll ask the question that they would want to ask, but you know, right. don't have that opportunity. Right. So, and, and Kenzie was very nervous. I mean, it mm -hmm. took three or four <laughs> after, um, talking her off the the edge of I was like I'm quitting <laughs> I'm just gonna be in the background I can't do it and yeah and we kept saying no and, yeah and so she's like I don't understand this and so we would sp sprinkle something out there and I'd say okay so what would you ask me mm -hmm. if you were interviewing me or whatever what are you interested in and then from there she just evolved and yeah. she's gotten very very good at it Thanks. And you're a great host. I enjoy when, when we do podcasts, mm -hmm. and I think that your questions are amazing, and you're friendly, and our guests love you, and you make everyone comfortable. That so. that makes you feel good. That's the plan. I know the growth in this role, I feel, has come a long way in the past three years, so I really appreciate that. Well, we love your nickname, too. One take, Kenzie. One take. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Pat McGowan yeah. just dubbed me one take the other day. He did? Yes. Did he really? In the hallway. Yeah. I just saw him yesterday. Who else and I was has like, that, who else had that nickname that they... One take. Uh, one take. I had you? that nickname <laughs> until a certain someone who shall not be named messed that up for me. They are not on this podcast. Yeah. Um, yes. That was a good memory. Yes. Yeah. It was a good memory. Um, so thank you for asking that, though, Scott. Yeah. I appreciate it. I wanted to talk about that and how much I appreciate your guys' um, well, you make us better. learning. You've made us much better, so yes. we're grateful well, for that. We also had to figure it out because your guys' schedules were pretty tough to coordinate, so that's yeah. kind of yes. a good a good next step. Um, so another question I'd like to ask you guys is about your favorite episodes. Do you have whoever wants to go first a memory of one of your favorite shows that we've done in the past ninety nine episodes? Anne Marie Scott. Um, yeah, so I think one of my favorite episodes was when we had a guest, Antonio Chacha, mm -hmm. on, and he was talking to us about pharmacy, representing the Ohio Pharmacists Association. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're pretty knowledgeable about pharmacy. We spend an awful lot of time learning about it, but he exposed some things in that podcast that um, were, were, I guess I'll say, disturbing. 
um, but also very telling and spurred us to take further action, even dig deeper into the whole complicated world of pharmacy and PBM. So right. I loved that podcast. Number one, Antonio is just a great guy. He had great information, um, but it, it helped us and our clients so much since then. Um, which is true to that mission of disrupting healthcare. I don't know, Scott, you remember that episode? Yeah, you know, it's similar too, because even, you know, kind of uh, Eric Packman mm -hmm. you know, from 46 Brooklyn, who works with Antonio too. And even when we think of our, our new core truths inside of MB, it's around um, using uncommon sense. What I love in that is our anchor is we fight for our customers because we're on the same team. And when we think of Antonio and Eric, they took this really complicated world of prescription drugs and they made it easier for us to understand. Mm -hmm. Eric with massive technical information, really smart person. And then Antonio was able to just articulate it in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. uh, and not only I think did we add value, hopefully to our listeners, but like they just add a lot of value to me and my role mm -hmm. and even inside of MB. Yeah. Right. Dave, did you have a favorite episode? You know, you know what? There there were three, but for different reasons. One, the, the Antonio Cha Cha, mm -hmm. um, the, that podcast, because I felt like we grew, our, we went to the next level. We yep. kind of went from adolescence to adulthood <laughs> with that. I could see that we were then operating at a different level. Um, I felt the one that we did... I couldn't even really tell you what the topic was, but I remember we did our first virtual mm. podcast yes. with Wally, uh, oh, Wally, Wally Goma. Goma. Mm -hmm. yeah. And because we that. figured out the technology before um, we needed to figure it out yeah, because right. of COVID and other things going on. And then the, the third one is the um, UC Professor, yes. because yeah. we opened ourselves up to an entirely new demographic, and I cannot begin to tell you how many students that we hear from. It's a course requirement if mm -hmm. you take that class to listen to it. And last fall, my daughter called me <laughs> and said, guess what my roommate is listening to right uh, now? Kenzie. <laughs> yeah, she's watching your podcast. So those yeah. are the things, because I felt like with each one of those, we grew. We're mm -hmm. now operating at a different level. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about some of our top listen to and watch here in a little bit. Um, but as you were talking about the virtual show, that kind of brings me to a question about COVID. When we were home for many months, we still wanted to provide a podcast, but we had to figure out how the heck we were going to do it and Zoom to the rescue. So if any of you want to touch on kind of what we had to do to get through the COVID era of podcasting. Well, I figured out all the technology I'm, I'm kidding. In your basement? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh -uh. Now, you know, I think the, the, the great part about all that is it just wasn't going to stop us. Right. No. You know, we were just going to figure it out and evolve uh, and, uh, and move on. And, you know, kudos to the innovation team and everything that you guys, you know, figured out to be able to bring people in was just really important. It was amazing. Yeah. So um, a microphone arrived at my house. So you guys <laughs> shipped me a, you know, a, a quality microphone to add to my setup at home. And mm -hmm. um, we shot a three-part series. I don't, I mean, didn't stop us at all yep. on technology, which <laughs> was funny um, or ironic. And our guest was in her closet 
Mm -hmm. um, with her shoes behind her. So there was like, you know, about a hundred pair of shoes in the podcast. <laughs> and that was her quiet place in her house to do the podcast. So it mm -hmm. worked out, but I mean, um, it was very, very, very fun and mm -hmm. still able to do it. So yeah, we, we cranked out a lot of podcasts during that time because we couldn't get in the studio. We weren't able to film any videos or content to distribute. So we were like, schedule another podcast. Zoom will do the trick. So, yeah. and, and we were able to do things like you, you know, Scott and Anne Marie and Kenzie worked on the talent. I worked on the technology side of things mm -hmm. and, and the challenges we had there is, you know, everybody was stuck at home fighting for bandwidth. If people mm -hmm. think back and, and you can't have technology issues when you're doing the podcast. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I had to quickly figure out how to do video bonding to take a number of different modems and get it into one strong signal. I had to figure out how to take four uh, kids that were at home to be quiet <laughs> for 30 minutes so we could do a podcast without mm -hmm. interrupting us. And right. um, you guys came up with the scripts. We were still able mm -hmm. to share, share the show notes yep. during it. So we just figured out a way to make it work. And that's, you know, that's the mantra of the strategy and innovation team is we find simple solutions to complex problems. Oh, good, good little mention of the tagline there, Dave. Yeah. Um, so the next little section here, we're going to have Melissa play a few clips that we've pulled. The first one is actually from Bob Higgins, like we mentioned. He is the Director of Professional and Industry Engagement at the Carl H. Linder III Center for Insurance and Risk Management at UC. So we got connected with him through our recruiting coordinator, Lauren Hem. She was like, he's great. He runs this whole risk management insurance program at UC. We got him on the show. He was so knowledgeable and now he makes he requires his students to listen or watch his episode so it makes sense that he has our most watched ever um he has 612 views and i'm sure after this he'll have a few more um but if we want to put our headphones on melissa will play this little clip so we can discuss it there's wow. a huge need for insurance talent because of the baby boomers retiring which yep. I'm, unfortunately, is one. <laughs> but um, I'm with you in that. Yeah, I'm close. So you, our industry, they uh, somewhere around 2.4, 2.5 million, and 400,000 are the baby boomer generation that are all retiring. So how does the insurance community that didn't do a very good job of succession readiness or bringing up talent, so they don't know where they're going to find people to replace us senior people that have 20, 25, 30 years experience. So we can keep our headphones on, but um, he kind of talks about how the insurance industry has done a much better job lately recruiting talent. And I mean, we have so many of his students who work for MB now. So how do you guys feel about that discussion that in this industry, people want to work in it. It's getting more popular. Well, I think it's 20% it's of our economy and it's never going away. Mm -hmm. So when you think of, you know, do people wake up and say, hey, I want, I want to be in the insurance business? Every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when you think of an industry where, um, you know, it's archaic in, in a lot of, in a lot of uh, ways, it's, it's old fashioned. Mm -hmm. So you've got, a, you've got an ability to be very innovative, very fast, if you, if you have courage. Uh, and I think it's, you know, hopefully it's, it's organizations like McGowan Brabender that make it 
make, maybe make it fun. I mean, we tell our new hires, if you think we sell insurance, that would be a miserable existence. Yep. And what he does is he does such a great job. He, he, he's a great coach. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's a great life coach. And even the folks that we've brought on from, you know, from UC, from him, um, they are they are wonderful, wonderful people. And very prepared. Very prepared. Uh, and then hopefully they've just got a long career uh, in this industry for a long time. Yeah. And I think that um, the young people we've attracted to our organization, and there are many, including you, um, <laughs> you know, it's more than just what you do. It's more than just your role. And, you know, some of our jobs are very highly technical. Um, but understanding the impact that we can have on not just a community or a company, um, but an individual's life, when we show them that whole picture, I think they can get behind that mission mm-hmm. and we make it exciting and meaningful. And I think that's what's attracting people um, to, to McGowan Braybender and to, to, the, to the industry and what will continue to attract people is when they understand that they are part of the solution. Right. Dave, any comments? No, they they nailed it perfectly. Right. I think right now that this will be the first year in the history of our economy in the United States that we will spend more on health care than all the profits of every organization in this country. I believe it. So, I mean, you you look at that and we can make a huge difference. We we lean into it. We care. We're empathetic. We're empowering. We're encouraging. Uh, and then to give people the permission to go do so, that's just, it's just fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Bob, if you're listening or watching this, we would like to have you on again. Yes. Give you we, some more content for your students. Yes. We can do a better job this yeah. time around. Yeah. Too. Yep. Okay. And so this next clip is um, of one of our veteran guests. She's a partner at Car- Carter Frazier and a leadership coach, Christy Dinsmore. We've had her on many times. Um, and this episode was number 75. It was about, it's not just about millennials. She is an expert on the generational workplace. So um, this had the most listens ever on our SoundCloud channel with 1,198 plays. Um, And if, Melissa, you want to roll this? I I do have clients that are doing benefit sheets now, and they truly lay out everything. People don't understand that the company pays a portion of Medicare and Social Security. That doesn't show up on your paycheck. So to really educate them coming in to say, this is what we're providing for you. This is what we're providing for you. This is what we're providing for you. But the next piece is, and this is what we expect you to do so we can take care of our customers. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't add that customer piece, they're just thinking, well, why is it important? Mm -hmm. It's important because everyone is a customer to someone. If you want to be well cared for, Make sure you're caring for your customers. So that education piece up front, but then managers have to keep reminding people. Yeah, that's very powerful. I never even thought about that. Like if you guys, well, you do now. If MB showed me every single thing that they're paying for, I'd be like, wow, I make a lot more money than I thought I did or just the benefits that you get. So what did you guys think about that? Well, Christy's been on a number of times on our podcast. She's mm-hmm. got this cult following with both the podcast yes. and with the learning, learning centers. centers. Mm-hmm. For sure. And and it's just because we love having her on because she's not afraid to say it like it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, very powerful. She can relate. And she, the thing I loved about that podcast was she dispelled the 
prejudices and the assumptions that people have about millennials. Mm -hmm. It's just not true. It's just that it's, you need to understand where their mindset is. That's what I loved about that podcast. Mm -hmm. We require different, we want to, we want to know different things than the baby boomers or the Gen X generation. So, okay. And then this last little clip here, um, is with our manager of strategic data analytics, Kelly McCall. It was our fifth most listened to episode in data analytics is just gets tons of engagement every time we ever share anything. So we will let this one roll. You and I spoke yesterday. Where is data a analytics going? And I would like you to share your, your futuristic My answer. joke? Okay. <laughs> so yes, I joked with Kenzie. I said, I think we're going to have a barcode implanted in everyone. And mm -hmm. then when you walk inside a building, Red lights are going to flash and the bells are going to blow, uh, blow and say, danger, danger, Will Robinson. Do not hire this person. They are very high health risk. Oh, that would be that, crazy. I'm sure there'll be a movie about that. But I was but, joking. Yeah. yeah. But so like, where do you think it's going? Exactly? Right. Well, I, don't, I mean, I think it's definitely here to stay. Mm -hmm. um, I think healthcare in general needs more transparency. Data analytics is very good at helping uh, pull that out. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't think it's going anywhere, and I think the opportunities depend on the data, and if the carriers will continue to give us the data, and maybe even more than they do now, mm -hmm. um, I think that just opens up the possibility even more. Yeah, and just transparency and what you do in with this it. industry. Don't just get the data; have it tell a story Correct. and then put that into action. Like I said, opportunity—it's there for every single person. All right. Scott, thoughts on that? Yeah, like, you know, even what Ann said is d data tells a story. And unfortunately, we live in a world where even with the data, it's still very complicated and it's a dark place to go to figure out the real payer of healthcare is employer and their workforces. So you pay taxes, you pay Medicare, you pay Medicaid. Mm -hmm. You're an employer, you pay um, benefits for your workforce. Mm -hmm. So you pay for the three-legged stool healthcare, commercial, Medicare, and Medicaid. Uh, we don't understand what it costs. We don't understand uh, the impact of poor quality. Uh, and if we're the real payers, we need to understand that in a bigger way. And data begins to tell us an amazing story. Mm -hmm. And the more data we get, uh, the potential for more and greater change that we can make inside of our communities, inside of our organizations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there, there's an awful lot of data out there. I mean, this whole idea around data, not just in our industry, but in general, there's more data in, in, in the world than has ever been. Mm -hmm. And it can create um, some, some wrong stories, right? If you don't read it right. Um, it can create some great opportunities to make real change. And I think that just having the data is, is one facet of it. But doing something with that data um, and making sure that it's, you know, it's the right information and that we can use it freely, which um, we're still not fully there yet, right? Sometimes we have data that we can't share because of an agreement or something else. And sometimes our clients can't even get their data um, based on their size or certain regulations. So we have a long way to go. Mm -hmm. But using the data that we do have, we have a lot of opportunity. Yeah. And that podcast teed up several other podcasts because like Anne Marie says, knowing the data is one thing, what do you do with it? And so we love when we can bring on, when we come across a company that is doing something to make a difference with the data. And we, we love to get them on and have them tell their story and what they're doing with that data to change outcomes 
that's out there. So that I think that's one of the the reasons that podcast is so powerful. And you know, going back, Scott said nobody gets up in the morning thinking I want to be in insurance. I you know, nor do they get up saying I want to be in data analytics. But I'll tell you what, I've told my kids that are that are looking for dual majors in college. I was like, mm-hmm. if if you data is king. And if you understand it, you can write your paycheck for a long time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Kelly sounded great in that clip, and she was one of our more nervous guests, and she did amazing. Right, mm-hmm. so if we ask you to be a guest, we'll make it super easy. You yeah. might even be featured in the 200th episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, we can all take our headphones off now, yeah. too, if you're okay with your hair. Yeah. Right, so we just have a few more questions before we wrap up here. Um, I wanted to just bring attention to a few more of the episodes that did really well. Um, Spread pricing with Eric Packman was one. He is a very smart guy that got tons of engagement. Our consultants were able to share that with so many people. Um, Reference-based pricing was one you both did early on. Um, We had an automate your benefits communications with Dave and I, where we got to talk about how the strategy and innovation team can help our clients. Um, we've had some really good leadership topics within the community. We just had an incredible show with Marty Taylor from 115 that will be released soon. Um, so we love dabbling in some of those other leadership uh, topics. We talk a lot about um, workplace etiquette, working from home, that lifestyle change, um, managing different generations in the workplace, the power of human capital, HR professionals recruiting. And we kind of do it all over the board, but the main focus is we want to we want to be a beneficial resource for HR professionals, C-suite listeners. I think we do a pretty good job of that. Yeah. It's been a fun ride Mm -hmm. and a great journey. We appreciate all of the work you all have done to to make it happen. Mm -hmm. So the three of you I want to ask, as this last kind of question, what do you think the future of side effects looks like and what are you most excited for? Who wants to go first? Gosh, you know, I think for, well, I, you know, I think for me is to just keep being like bold and leading with courage. I mean, some of the things we're going to talk about are very controversial. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then every once in a while we get an issue that kind of tugs at our heart. We might bring a 115 on or we might bring something, something else. Our lear- learning centers are pretty, uh, you know, pretty similar. And, and maybe even to the audience, if, if, you know, if there's things that you're curious about that you want us to talk about, we'd love to do that. Right. Um, sometimes we kind of get stuck in our own little world, although yes. I feel like we've got a pretty good worldview, but I know that uh, there, there are people a lot smarter than us that are curious about things. And so just maybe just reach out and, uh, and tell us. But uh, we love doing it, and, and we just want to stay brave uh, and be, like, not afraid to, to talk about anything. Right, right. Yeah, I, I would agree with Scott. I think, you know, my word of choice the last couple of weeks has been um, unsettle. And, um, you know, I mean that as a, as, a, as a pun, like, you know, don't settle for, for what's here. Don't just be a part of it. We, we want to unsettle um, and really see what else is out there. And just, you know, as Scott said, be brave and explore. doesn't mean you have to do it, but you need to know about it. And um, it's time to, to, you know, pick our head up and look around and see what we can do to make a difference. And it starts with a conversation and, you know, it impacts people. And so we want to make sure that conversation is relevant to, um, you know, how does this materialize inside your workforce? And um, not just, you know, what if we could do it, but can we do it and when? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I think for me, the, the thing that's most exciting is I have no idea 
<laughs> All I know is that it will continue to evolve. And I mean, we, um, you know, I don't know what episode 110 will be like, but I can tell you it's going to be different than episode 101 mm -hmm. that's out there. We'll try something new, we'll try something different, and we'll just keep getting better at it. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's a wrap on our 100th episode. We want to thank all of the listeners and our super fans who really get us to this position and all of this uh, team behind the scenes who are making this run smoothly. Scott, Anne-Marie, Dave, thank you guys so much. I've learned so much from you all, and I can't wait to see what we have coming in the future. So thank so you, everyone. Before we go, oh. I know that uh, you get to see all of us. Could we take one second? Could Melissa, Phil, and... Jeannie, just step in front of the camera so they can see. Come on, that would be awesome. Real quick. They're making their way over. Jeffrey, our intern, is on special assignment this yes. morning, and so he's covering for us. But <laughs> just want to say hi. They always do this. They're all in their dark colors in the yep. background. Yeah, yep. here they are. Come on in. <laughs> so, so this is Melissa. She is. Uh, she's the newest member of our team but mm -hmm. she's just a genius when it comes to the technology <laughs> and if you look at the quality of the productions that's because uh melissa just has taken us to a new level phil's our creative director uh he's all about the brand the mcgoan bray better brand which is what scott loves about him um <laughs> most and and Jeannie is the master uh copywriter for us she's the one that kind of pushes us to to be bold in, in the messaging that we have so uh the best team that you could that you could ask for here so no, no, yep. no, yeah. <laughs> scott <laughs> so, well i mean in, in all fairness to dave i mean we uh, we wouldn't be the organization uh we are today without you uh and raising your hand and saying you want to do this on top of all the other things that you have to do it just shows us, uh, number one, your dedication. And then also just your energy to just keep exploring like new things. There's a lot of people that maybe in different organizations that just get, I don't want to say lazy. They just get stale, stale and they get set in their way. And if, if there's one person on this planet that's not set in their ways, yeah, just keep going and you, move you make and, us better. You know, inside of organizations, communication is the is the number one problem. Okay. Uh, and if oh, there's one thing at McGowan Brave, and I think we've got figured out that we re at least really try hard at is uh, is is communication, and you do a great job with that. And and your team. Thanks. Yeah. Give a little round of applause to everybody. Yeah. Woohoo! Yeah. Yay! So congratulations, everyone. One hundred episodes. We'll Thank you for joining us. Yeah. On Side Effects. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Have a great day. <laughs>